Hey, 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 one love. Welcome back to another episode of Wonderful Wednesdays. How are you guys? I hope everyone has had a beautiful day. Um, hope you've had a beautiful week. Now, before we get started, let me fill you in on the week I've had. So guess what, y'all? Legacy's baby shower was last week, technically a week ago. I'm a little bit late with the Wonderful Wednesdays, but it's all good. So... I loved it. I had a great time. I feel like we did my mom proud again. Me, my sister, my brother, we was there for each other. My sister, she was so emotional at one point um, when me and her and my brother was taking pictures. She just felt like she 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 could feel the love, you know, and, and how proud it made our mom. So it was beautiful. She was a little bit frustrated afterward. It didn't turn out exactly how she wanted. She wanted a little quick drive-through thing, but it was beautiful. And the message that I had about that I kept thinking about it, right? And sometimes we get so upset when things don't turn out how we plan, but it still turned out beautiful, you know? It was stressful for her. And a lot of times, a lot of stuff we go through is stressful, right? But it still turned out to be beautiful. And I I just, you know, sometimes we just got to look at the bright side of things. The stress is always going to be there. We always going to have it. And I know sometimes it get annoying, especially when you already got a lot going on. I get that. But I felt so encouraged from her baby shower because I felt like she still looked at the brighter side of things also, you know, and it made me think about like, yeah, that's how we got to do things. So I was really encouraged. I also got to see my nephew Kingston. Oh my goodness. I was so happy to see him. Oh, and I'm going to see him today preferably. So my little nephew like my brother has a baby i can't believe that it's so new to me so i'm excited about that another thing i loved about my sister's um late legacy's baby shower was that i got a chance to make my nieces and nephews dance with me (laughs) Like, like they get so frustrated sometimes but eventually they laugh it off whenever there's music Charlena's gonna dance and if you're beside me I'm gonna try my best to make you dance with me so those was the highlights for my week for last week um now let's get into the topic this is phenomenal people week speaking of that y'all this is women's month women's month and I have so much to say about that right but first i want to get to the topic of phenomenal people because we have a beautiful phenomenal lady this week you guys and we have ella baker excuse me fat dang she left on everything y'all if y'all not familiar with ella baker she was very 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 instrumental in the montgomery bus boycott like she worked with the naacp with the sclc she worked with the sncc she did a lot she was pretty much some some people call her the mother of the of the um civil rights movement. I think that's right. Look, let me don't quote me on that one. I remember reading it, but I can't remember. So they also have a documentary on her called Fundy, F-U-N-D-I, the story of Ella Baker. If you get a chance to look at it, I looked it up, but I couldn't find the full documentary. But I did find some other interviews of her watching those interviews i found out a lot uh, and it answered a lot of questions because i was wondering like more so the ins and outs of some of the civil rights events like the montgomery bus boycott and some of the other sit-ins that took place you know across the different states and i just thought it was so beautiful and i feel like for us 
if they can organize events and things from one state to the next that was again organized and successful we can do the same thing it took communication it took being willing to work together we can do it we can do it so let's get into ella baker she was a lifelong civil rights activist she was born in 1903 and she died in 1986 she died the year i was born she was born in norfolk virginia va va stand up her quote is People have to be made to understand that they cannot look for salvation anywhere but to themselves. You hear that a lot, especially in the nation. I completely agree to a certain degree because I feel like you got salvation in all forms come from the creator, comes from a higher power, but he gave us rule and dominion of this life and of ourselves. So you do look within to find him, but you look for him. In my opinion, my opinion, my opinion. So let's get into Ella baker's insert to document ella baker's life is to recount the history of the civil rights movement whenever there was a cause to fight for or a group to organize this dedicated woman was there ella grew up and received her education in north carolina upon graduating from shaw university she moved to north carolina just before the depression of 1929 there she became active in various causes she worked briefly with the Work Projects Administration, which is WPA, and then worked to end discrimination and organized labor through the NAACP. Ella was very involved with the NAACP as an organizer and education director, and at one time, president of the New York branch. Ella went south in the 1950s to help the civil rights movement as it was developing in Alabama. With 30 years of organizing experience under her belt, Ella's advice to Martin Luther King Jr. and the other leaders of the Montgomery bus boycott in 1955 was invaluable. She stayed south and helped Dr. King set up the headquarters of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, SCLC. A few years later, she played an important part in helping to organize the student sit-in demonstrations that were occurring all over the South. This activity led to the formation of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, or SNCC, one of the most powerful student activist mo- uh, movements formed in U.S. history. She also helped to found the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party in 1964. That's the year my mom was born. No, 63. 1964, yeah. Which helped to give African Americans in Mississippi more political power. Ella continues to serve as the godmother or mentor of SNCC as it moved into other human rights issues. That's where I read it. Godmother. She was so she was a godmother and a mentor of the of the SNCC, which is the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Okay. Um, let me reread that. Ella continues to serve as the godmother and mentor of SNCC as it moved into other human rights issues. Her greatest asset was her ability to organize and mobilize people of all generations. Although her name was not publicized as much as other male leaders, the civil rights movement would not have been the same without her. Shortly before her death in 1986, a documentary film, uh, a documentary titled Fundy, the story of Ella Baker was aired on public television. Fundy 
is the Swahili word for a person who passes on skills to a younger generation. It is fitting. It is a fitting description of Ella Baker's legacy. So, Ella Baker, Ella Baker. So, like I said, I watched one. I had a chance to watch one of the interviews. I love how she talked. Like I love how she think. I love how she likes. At some points, I felt like the person interviewing her was trying to be a little bit rude, but. I like how she carried everything. She's like, well, look, if you you want to know that, because they asked her at one point, um, well, who would you say was the person behind the civil rights movement? And she was like, you can't say that it's just one person. And it's like, well, they so-and-so credited this person, that person. And he's like, yeah, well, that person did this and that, that, you know? And I was like, wow, I liked it. Now, I got to get into... um. If you get a chance, F-U-N-D-I, please watch it. I'm looking for it myself. Once I find it, you know I'm going to fill you in. So, Women's Month. Now, being that this is Women's Month, every week this month, we're going to do a phenomenal woman. <clears throat> we're going to get... Um, and I was going to do a male this month, but we're not going to do that. We're going to stay with the women. And again, this is Women's Month. Speaking of Women's Month, okay, this is why I say I have a lot of opinions. I have a lot to say about um, Women's Month because this is the the month that we celebrate or we are celebrated as women, right? Now, as a woman of color, I think about the roles that we play and how we affect the lives of our families, our friends every single thing we do it's very rare that a woman will come into anything and not make no noise you know honestly this is the thing that frustrates me about most females and it'll sound crazy because i'm a woman i understand that but the thing that frustrates me about most women in the workplace is that as soon as they get there they try to make all these changes if it's working smoothly don't come correcting nothing like leave it be right that's why i said when i do have a factory i probably hire all men and one, one, one of my friends told me, like, hey, you're going to get sued. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> it's my business. It's what I want to do with it. But I say that to say that that's a beautiful thing. Although sometimes I feel like it's misguided, but it's a beautiful thing. That means that we are natural enhancers, right? We are natural modifiers. We come to make things better. So... What I feel is so important about that, especially at this time, is that the thing that I feel like I I really wish that we would focus more on making better, first of all, is ourselves and moving forward, our relationships and our families, right? Now, being that I am in the best relationship I've ever been in, in my whole entire life, I can honestly tell you that I've already seen a lot of changes, right? Some things, some past traumas are resurfacing and and it's like, okay, I still need some healing. And I start thinking about so many other females who still need some healing. That's why I say first ourselves, right? We have to be able to get to the point where we can acknowledge when we need healing, when we need a break, when we need some self-care, when we need some self-love 
And when we get those things, we'll be able to be better suited for our partners and our mates. And now that is so important. I feel like that's a very vital thing because as you look at relationships in the family, that is what it's going to take for us to move forward in a better light and to be in a better place. It's going to take better relationships and stronger family structures. Now, although we are only one part of it, we are the women and it takes the man or the partner or whatever else you have. Let's focus on the woman's side because that's all we can really fix, right? The man will get there fixing at some point, I pray. But this is Women's Month, so I feel like this is a perfect time to focus on some of the many, 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 many issues that I feel like we need to work on. And every single week, um, day this week, we're going to go through another topic. This I'm so happy that this is Women's Month, and I'm sorry that I um, didn't, I didn't even touch on it last week, but I had, you know, something else very special that I wanted to speak on. Um, but so relationships, um, it's just so much I want to say about it. And I don't really know where to begin because although I feel like sometimes we, I've seen a lot of females who would get in a relationship and stay in relationships because they don't want to be alone. And I'm not trying to push a relationship as if everybody should absolutely have one because that alone time is important. So whatever you are, I just feel like do is best for you. Um, so let me touch on that first, the, the healing side and, you know, the, the getting yourself together so that you can be decent for a relationship. I do thank God for the time that I've, that, you know, I I had to myself. Um, I wouldn't, it's very beneficial and I know everybody's different and I know that you can't put a particular time or, you know, time frame on your healing or what you need. But only you know. And if you won't get it for yourself, then you won't be able to be your best version of yourself. And I want Women's Month this month. I hope we can start focusing on being the better versions of ourselves. We, I like to read the accomplishments of the, the great women in the struggle. And I like to see what our, you know, the, the examples and the strength the ingenuity, the creativity that our ancestors and you know, um, and people before before us, I love to acknowledge what they've done. You know, I think it's a beautiful thing. It's encouraging. I also know that we have to look at the areas that we need to work on. I feel like Women's Month should be a time for us to look at it all because we should definitely acknowledge the great and use that as inspiration. But what will we be doing if we don't touch on the issues in the areas that we can improve in, the things that we need to do better, you know? So the first thing that I wanted to touch on this month is the effect that we have. Because I feel like as a woman, if you understand, if you acknowledge the power that you have and you use it effectively, I feel like that can be the first step toward change, right? I feel like that can be the the force that makes a big difference. And it's going to start as a ripple. It's not going to be like, oh, yeah, today women have changed. And now tomorrow there's world peace. No, but I do believe 
that it will make a big difference, right? So let's start with family. I think that's the most important thing. So family, relationships, the effect and the impact that we have on our children. The children are our future, right? They see the examples that we set. They see how we interact with our mates, our spouses. As when we, if we have daughters, we're setting a stage for what they are going to look up to for the most part. If we have sons, we're setting the stage for the type of women that they probably more than likely will end up being with. So I find it vital for us in both instances to hold ourselves to a certain degree. That way, the next generation, our children, our children's children, they will have a better chance in my opinion. Because if the relationship can stand, then the family can stand. If the family can stand, then the child can have both parents. If the child have both parents, they not only have better opportunities, but they have a better chance of being a well-rounded individual. The young man will know how to lead the family because he see his father leading and he will know how to respect the woman. He see his woman, uh, his mother being respected. The young man will know uh, the type of woman that carries herself with respect because he see his mother doing it. You know, the the young lady would know how she's supposed to be treated because her father treats her that way and, he's, and she see how he treats her mom. The young lady would know the type of man to stay away from, you know, and she would know the the type of woman she should be she should be by the example that her mother set. And just that right there is powerful. Imagine like so the world is not going to change how they treat us, right? But imagine if our next generation is like little soldiers marching out ready for war. We like again we can't we they, we we're going to face discrimination. We're going to encounter some hardships unnecessary hardships most in most cases but imagine how that would affect a generation of young girls and boys that know that they got each other that know that they can work together a generation that no longer fight against each other but they build with them who gonna who with, with much you know you're gonna they're gonna try but it won't be but so much that they can do because it won't get them down as bad because they will not be crabs in a barrel instead they will be workers building you know they would expect it to happen so they're not gonna be so confused and misunderstood because that's what their leadership would teach them and prepare them for our experiences can let them know you know when we work together they see that working together makes a difference it leads to success so what if we focused on those things right um what if we um hold up trying to write it no i can't write it yet so that's why i think it's important to focus on relationships right now at some point um and i said i'll do this before i haven't figured out exactly how i would get it done but i do want to have a segment where because there's so much that go into relationships and it's a lot that i want to talk about about it um of course no i do not have all the answers and i am not a perfect candidate but i'm learning as i go right now if we had the mindset that we will continue to do better 
and that we will look to look look for the examples of our ancestors while making strides toward leaving the example for the next generation I think that that would make a world of difference now again this is another topic that I, I think is is highly important I don't have a whole lot of time to go into right now but when it comes down to relationships ladies we have to stop with the honestly the nagging like we kind of got to let that go a little bit um i don't see it as much as i used to but honestly i don't be around a whole lot of people but the nagging we should and the reason why i want to touch on that is because there's a better way to articulate how you feel and what you're thinking there's a better way of expressing yourself and sometimes the nagging i found that it come in when you have never said what you feel or what you you know think or you know what it is and you're upset that the person have read your mind and so now you're frustrated about everything but that's not adequate another thing um like not only the nagging but how about we work on the not saying enough like not speaking not not desiring or wanting more or expecting more now i found a few times that um reggie has asked me a question he's like would you really have taken that and i'm like oh shoot probably not but i would not have said anything you know and that's just it's not right it's not right at all now um so let's just let's focus on speaking our mind in a in a way that does not put up a barrier but just be real about it sometimes we we feel like well i don't want to say anything i want to hurt the person's feeling i feel like it's a difference in nagging and it's a difference in being negative and it's a difference in just expecting somebody to read your mind if what you're saying is truly how you feel be confident in the fact that you're not picking you're not playing you're just saying how you feel and it's okay and however they respond to it is up to them but at least you've said it okay now before i end i wanted to have enough time to share another poem from yours truly i believe i have shared it on the podcast but this is women's month and this poem was written for women and i feel like this is a perfect time to share it one of my absolute favorites called independent versus self-sufficient now as we talked about relationships today this uh um this poem was actually written after i kept hearing all this stuff and all these songs all these women talking about they don't need no man blah 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 blah. but i feel like that is one of the traps that is set by the enemy and when i say enemy i mean multifaceted the media the the society the enemy himself anything that's going to oppose or come against us coming together as a unit you're the enemy and so this poem is written against that i wanted women especially young ladies you know i wanted them to know like don't let that think that don't don't let that trick you into thinking that this is the way you're supposed to be all right so independent versus self-sufficient you may say i'm independent because i live on my own pay all excuse me pay all my bills take care of my son but this girl's not made of stone yeah i hold it down to maintain my house but i'd much rather have a home because unlike independent i'm self-sufficient i wasn't made to be alone 
The difference is, self-sufficient respects a man when on his words he stands tall. Independent will not listen, then not say nothing at all. But I'm not the type to think I'm right when it's all said and done. I want to hear a man's perspective. I can't see full view with just one. An independent woman only thinks of herself. She sets her goals and reaches them, but won't encourage anybody else. A self-sufficient woman stays on top of her game. If he wants them to be, then he has to meet, and this ensures he does the same. You see, my only gripe with independent life is that you only need you. But take a look at what you've done, turning something into one that God clearly meant for two. We have a society of men sitting around on the couch. But what would you expect when the need for a man in the independent life has been put out? Don't get me wrong, my beautiful ladies. You are strong and you can hold it down. But that's no need to emasculate and rob our men of their crowns. He don't do this and he won't do that. But what real chance did you give before picking up the slack and forgetting that you are his true incentive? Independency within itself shows your strength and your might. But baby girl, that's all defeated when all you needed was a good man who'll treat you right. So you can know what you want, not settle for less, and reserve the right to be picky. All without skipping a beat providing your needs and that is self-sufficiency. See, we move our fellas from head to tail and this here, present, time and day. So ladies, please fall back so our men can get on track and again lead the way. Because they knocking them off as if they're nothing. Our king's innocent blood splatter. So it's up to us to return their crowns and let them know they still matter. Independent versus self-sufficient by yours truly. Hope you enjoyed that little musical interlude. <laughs> um, yeah, so listen. This is a real, real, real big matter to me. I really feel like um, there's a lot that we can do in the process of working together as a unit. And I really, really, really believe that the benefits of that would be enormous if we can just work together. We don't have to fight against our partners. We don't have to go for blood every time. And even if the person is not working with you, we don't have to work against them. Trust me. I'm speaking from experience. When I say trust me, trust me. Like, just because your partner, your ex, your child's father mother whatever they could be pulling against you in every way shape or form but you still don't have to fight back and it's not easy trust me trust me but it's worth it because i refuse to be the person that's going to add to the problem what if we just looked at it that way like okay if even if i can't add to the solution i'm not going to add to the problem i'm not going to be the one to run down and have another man another black man put on papers even though I feel like that they deserve it, you know, that's not going to make it right for me. And people think I'm crazy for that, but I can't do it. I just, I honestly love us so much that I refuse to add to the problem. And ladies, as this is Women Month, we have so much love. And the love that we have makes a big difference, believe it or not. It makes a big difference. And I need us to tap back into that love. Tap back into that love for ourselves, that love for our children, that love for our families, that love that says, that unconditional love. It is, there's nothing like a mother's love and there's a reason for that. You know, I, I promise it is. 
although the world has beat us down and we've encountered so much and i am not even gonna just say the world because our partners have done just as much to us and i get that i get it i get it i get it but think about the fact that only women have babies at this point right and i'll say at this point because that even that's multifaceted but since adam every other male every other person was born of a woman right the strength of a woman to bring life into the world the strength of that that means that we may not always want to but we can be the one to birth the difference we might not want to and it's not gonna feel good but we can be the ones if need be to let them fellas know listen I'm gonna be the first to step aside so that you can be the first back in line, okay? And that's the biggest thing, because although we we in a lot of ways we have had to take the leadership role, y'all, we gotta start stepping back. We have to start stepping back. We gotta start trusting the process that God put in place because the man is the head for a reason. And I understand that they don't always pick up the slack, that they don't always do what they're supposed to do, but you ain't gotta trust them. You gotta trust God. You know, your creator, the universe, however you know him, you gotta leave it in his hands. Ask him for leadership to show you what to do, what areas you should change, when you should step and when you should go, when you should stop, when, when you need to hold on, the right way to go, what maneuvers to take. It's okay to be lost and confused, y'all, but we got this. We're in this together and... I'm looking forward to seeing the change that's going to take place because I believe that somebody is going to do it. May not be today, may not be tomorrow. But as women, we're going to get it done. Also, you guys, watch the, um, the, the they have, oh, I got 15 seconds. On um Facebook, the great woman in the struggle, they having a, um, an online event tomorrow night watch it 